0: The traffic beast, Matt Bear, joining us in studio. We'll talk about the podcast here in just a second, but we were talking off the air about this amazing scene that took place at the bridge that connects Kentucky to Indiana right there by Louisville. This was wild. There was a semi that had crashed and almost crashed into the river and the cab was just dangling there and this rescue squad they went down something out of a movie and they pulled the person out of the cab and brought them to safety
1: this is the most amazing thing i mean the rescue workers who saved this woman's life the driver are just amazing people what i'm looking at right now and i just put this out at matt in traffic it's right there on 31 right before you cross the ohio river or right before you go from Indiana to Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, yeah, I've driven yeah. over
0: that bridge a yeah. hundred yeah, times.
1: A hundred times, yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. And what you see right now is the cab's facing directly down, and almost at a right angle is the semi-trailer up on the bridge, so it's dangling. It is actually dangling off the bridge. And as I understand it, it was a four-vehicle crash, um, to, uh, unfortunately, have life-threatening injuries right now. But but the driver was rescued, and that's, that's just amazing. I mean, I, I love people that respond to these crashes and help out. It's an amazing job.
0: And, Guy, we were talking about this before Matt came in the studio. Like, the team that did this, I wonder if they were just – Chomping at the bit to just go to the scene because they've been trained for this, obviously, (laughs) and very rarely do they get the opportunity to look like, you know, Tom Cruise in some sort of movie (laughs) hanging there rescuing somebody, you know, dangling, almost falling into the water. Yeah,
2: see, I'd love to talk to those guys because
0: you, you don't quite know
2: what response you'd get. Assuming you know they, they're answering uh, forthrightly, they may say, "Oh yeah, absolutely, we've been training this forever. This is a great opportunity." They may be saying. Oh man! I thought, oh hell! I have to actually go do this now. I have to go hang by a rope I mean, uh, off the side of a bridge. Who knows how many hundreds of feet above f- freezing water? Freezing in, water. In order to, do- like, I mean,
0: if you fall into that water, there's a good chance you may die because of the the impact. Absolutely. But the cold water, like if you've ever jumped into cold water, it feels uh, like a million needles just absolutely. going into your body. But you know, my
2: guess is, but the first responders that I've I've known over the years. They were loving this. They, they, they love the opportunity to apply their training and do what they were trained to do. The
1: person that's responding here to the cab that's actually being uh, dangled down, I, it's the craziest thing. And again, we have this tweeted out, but th- th- they're being suspended by a Crane. Okay. right and they're being dangled it looks like maybe, like a bungee uh, almost yeah, it's almost a bungee and they are being lowered maybe um 100 feet away from the cab and they are just dangling them down now this is all done i mean they were able to rescue the woman rescue the driver but even the crews are saying we do not know how this truck didn't go over
0: and then the woman who was rescued in this truck She's got to hang on, right? So not only does the safety member have to get into the cab and get this person who's injured, from what we understand... They had to make sure she was secure to get her to the bridge where others could pull her over the top. It's wild.
1: It is amazing. Think about the mindsets. If you were that driver or even the rescuer, you know, I mean, you're really professional being the rescuer. And if you're the driver, you're just, you're praying. You just want to make sure, you know, you get out of that situation. And God
2: bless them all. It's amazing that anybody, I'm glad some people came out of this alive. Of course, you know. But, you know, when you think about it, it's not really that different. Than Matt Bear repelling off the roof of a very high building right here That's in it. Indianapolis, <laughs> which because you've done multiple for, times for, for, for charity for a fundraiser. This guy has repelled off the. And you know, repelling off the top of a of a very high building is not that difference different than repelling off a off a bridge. I got to tell you,
0: right. What happened down there at the border today between Kentucky and Indiana is nothing Matt Bear wouldn't have done. That's what we've established <laughs> here today. I, I, he, the, uh, he, he's <laughs> almost pretty
2: much done it. That's right.
0: Uh, Matt Bear, the traffic beast, with us. He's also one of the hosts of the. Supporting Sobriety Podcast along with Ryan Hedrick from our news department at sobriety underscore pod. And I feel like every week we have to make this clear because the podcast you're doing, it's not necessarily designed for those who who are currently struggling, it's designed for the loved ones who are dealing with those who are struggling. Do
1: I have this correct? Absolutely. It's spot on, man. That's It's the people behind the people. That's what we say, the people behind uh, people like Ryan and I, the addicts and the alcoholics. I mean, uh, and again, it, and the things, the trauma. You know, and not necessarily that we put ourselves through, but all the people that love us. You know, you know, when we're in addiction, we hate the people that love us most because they're the ones that are trying to get us to quit. And we don't love anything except our addiction. So we want to be able to give back a little bit and help people have signs and ideas, actual action steps to be able to assist their addict or alcoholic that they do love so much. That is still in there, by the way.
0: And what I love about this podcast is you and Ryan both... You wear your hearts on your sleeves. You're incredibly vulnerable. If you listen to it, there are times where I can tell you're uncomfortable, but you're talking about the story anyway. Like maybe you're embarrassed. Perhaps you're uncomfortable. I want to play a clip for you. okay? Okay, sure. This is a clip from, I believe this is the seventh episode of your podcast, Supporting Sobriety, where you're talking about driving when you're high.
1: So I was driving the first time that I smoked weed and the car was full of people. I, I was 17 and as I continued to swerve onto the shoulder of whatever Indiana County road we were on, my passengers were just yelling the entire time pull over please. Uh, I then went to college and learned to smoke a bong, meaning yeah, I had to learn it because the first time I accidentally poured the entire chamber of bong water into my mouth and drank it. It was absolutely disgusting. Neither of those derailed me for my quote unquote experimental phase of drug use which combined with my binge drinking led to dozens of nights of having to be helped into bed because my head was spinning and I was vomiting on
0: vomiting on other people so not to make light of this because I can tell this is tough for you You and Bill Clinton got a lot in common. You didn't inhale the first time; (laughs) you drank the bong water.
1: Right? It was, uh, man, that hits differently when you hear it on the radio. I'm not going to lie to you. It's, um, and there, there was some levity in that. But again, you know, it's it's the driving under the influence thing that really bothers me about that deal. And you know, I'm I'm one of those people that says that if you are high on weed, then yeah, you're you're still very much under the influence. And that goes against a lot of the people in the culture that say that they drive better when they're high on weed. And that's that's their that's an whatever. enabling thing to say well yeah and and for me i just I've, I've never believed that but that's just me i speak for myself only um that was an episode ryan and i both tell stories about when we were teenagers because we wanted to get into um three ways that your teen might be using drugs and we just kind of recalled from our experiences we had on this angel this this woman who happened to recently i think it was about seven months ago lose her son to fentanyl And Mm. this kid, guys, a guy hammer. I mean, it was, this kid was, he was an athlete. He was on the football team. You Mm. know, he had everything going for him. He he was just like a world-class kid. Then all of a sudden he finds new friends and all of a sudden he quits football. And all of a sudden he starts saying things like, I don't feel like I fit in. And that's the thing that we kind of hone in on. That's what we're talking about. Those signals that you're looking for. those signals. you know, I, I I never tell people how to raise their kids because I don't have any. I don't know anything about it. And I never would anyways. But there's some parents are say, yeah, my teen has an experimental phase and I'm cool with that. And God bless you. And I say that without any regret or any kind of resentment whatsoever. God bless you. But sometimes those signs do indicate that you may have some addiction going on here, alcoholic. And that's all we're trying to do here.
0: And be careful in that experimental phase, because, you know, there's a story about Eric Bowling, who used to be the... Uh, host on Fox News. I believe he's on Newsmax now. His son, like you said, Matt, his son was a college baseball player, good-looking kid, big athlete, wasn't a huge partier, smoked a little bit of weed, but it was laced with fentanyl mm. and killed him.
2: Well, and that's such an important point to me because uh, I've, I've met parents that, that have lost children and, and, and they were shocked at the time. I mean, obviously, you're going to be shocked anytime you lose a child, but this was a situation where somebody really wasn't involved that heavily in the drug culture just doing a little bit of an exper- uh, experimentation and that's what's so scary about a drug like fentanyl right is you yeah. y- you you cannot even know that you're ingesting fentanyl be be participating in some other drug activity and it's it's laced and it'll
0: flat and kill you so Matt the podcast is called Supporting Sobriety and you can find it where Whenever you get your podcast? Absolutely at sobriety underscore pod. Now we got about thirty seconds left here. All week long, we've been trying to figure out a t shirt for you for the Hammer and Nigel merch store. <laughs> like Guy and I are working on ideas <laughs> for gun guys shirts. Listeners have chimed in. One listener, and again, I think these shirts are going to appeal to the females that listen to this program. There's uh, a young lady that says that she wants a shirt that says. I got rear ended by Matt Bear. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Oh, See? Oh, We're talking a- about traffic. What's wrong with you people? That's
2: the leader in the clubhouse right there, no doubt. It's oh. a
0: traffic joke, it's a Matt Bear joke. I feel like that's kind of perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> Matt Bear parks it in the garage. Matt Bear, remember, I mean, th- there's a bunch of them out there, Matt. I was
1: so worried about saying mine too, and that was yeah, mine was I-69 I every day.
0: Stop know. it. Ah! Stop it. Man, we've lost complete control of this show. Thank God the dump button doesn't work anymore. Matt Bear, you're the best. It's the Hammer and Nigel Exhausted. show.